Hey y'all, it's Angela, the blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> um, so I'm on my way home from the suicide prevention walk for DFW. <clears throat> and um, there was a huge turnout. However, I was the only one there for my daughter. I was the only one there for Taylor. Um, her dad texted me last night and said that some stuff had come up, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And he wasn't sure he was going to make it, but... You know, it is what it is, I guess. I guess that I'm the only one who uh, who feels the way that I feel about, you know, it's one day a year. And, and <clears throat> I know that if she were here and the tables were reversed, that she would be there for everyone that, lo that she loved. Everyone, you know, year after year after year. That's just what we do. And... Maybe I'm making too much, too big of a deal of this, and probably I am. I'm just, I guess I'm probably always just really delicate around this time of year. Um, because it brings it all, <clears throat> you know, it's a reality that you can't avoid. I mean, and, you know, I mean, I, I, I know it's my reality every day, but I don't have to, it's not like right in my face where I have to think about it constantly. Sure, I think about it. Sure, it pops up unexpectedly, but it's not, you know, like the whole event is planned around that. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but I mean, the only time that I didn't go was one year I had a flat tire. I think it was the second year, and while I was locked up. Otherwise, I've been there every year. <clears throat> and Daniel has too, except for this year he's upset because he didn't get to go. But you know, what he's doing is way more important than uh, this right now. I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm really upset. Um, and I even made a semi-ugly post on Facebook. But I'm, I'm like, damn it. You know, it's one day. And it's not even the whole day. Like, I got there at like, mm, a little after 10. And I was done by 11.30. And now I'm almost home. And it was in Arlington, and I live in Garland. I mean, you know, so people make time for what they want to make time for, and that's always going to be the case, and I've always known that, but, you know, it's just, it just hurts whenever it's your kid. And I'm sure that, you know, everybody had something going on, and nobody committed to me at all, but, you know, uh, it just feels like nobody nobody cares nobody you know like nobody remembers her mostly just like nobody cares I mean they care whenever you know you're right there in their face and and it's sad and, and it's sad to be around me it's sad to be around her dad you know whatever whatever but when it comes down to it when push comes to shove you know it's something that I feel like everybody just kind of puts away you know I wish I could do that I definitely wish I could put it away and not think about it when I didn't want to think about it. But I, unfortunately, I don't have that luxury. Because it's my kid, you know. And I don't wish that on anyone in the entire world. But, you know, it's different when it's your kid. It's completely different when it's your kid. And maybe that's what makes me so sensitive. But, damn it. Like I said, it's one day a year. It's for a few hours. It's for a great cause. I mean, you get all kinds of informational stuff. I mean... I, I talk to the ladies at the Rotary Club that are doing all kinds of, of, of peer support stuff. There's going to be free training that's coming up. I mean, and there's going to be all kinds of events that they've invited me to participate in. 
you know, because I'm a volunteer peer counselor and because of my experience. And I promise you, I don't want anybody else in this club. But if you are, I will go and honor your kid or your whatever, whoever, anytime that you feel like you're all by yourself because I get it. And I mean, I don't know. It's just, you know, it had the very first year there were so many people out and and it's crazy because I can look at the top teams and they have like 50 people still coming, you know, 10, 20 years later. And it's like and raising all this money and doing all that, you know, I mean, I can't even get donations, honestly. And uh, I just, I'm supposed to be collecting donations now for Mary Kay for the cancer kits. But I mean, I'm just, I'm just to the point where I'm just over people, you know, I, I really am. And I'm just, I've been over them for quite a little while now. And I don't know when that's going to change back. I'm sure it will. But for right now, I just don't care to be around hardly anybody. I mean, it's just that simple. I, I just, maybe for a few hours, you know, like at the reunion or a party that I'm going to next weekend or whatever. But I just, you know, I'm not, I can't really, I'm not really in a good headspace to hear no. Even though I know it's not an actual rejection of me, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I mean, because it, it, it's going to feel like it's me and I, I'm just not in the right space for it I'm, I'm not and I'm not going to kid myself into thinking that I am when I clearly know that I am not so I don't know I don't know but as always thanks for letting me whine and on here and just piss and moan because that's what I do I guess I don't know I don't know I sound like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh huh oh well why bother I don't mean to y'all I'm just I just miss my girl and now I miss Daniel too and it's like hmm, I feel so alone I don't want to I'm never going to tell him that because I don't want him to worry about me any more than he already does but you know he's my ever constant and that's why it's so important for him to get clean and stay clean because I need him around and I don't, I don't want anything to happen to him, you know, like, I don't know, I'd be lost for sure, but having said that, um, <coughs> I hope y'all are having a good day, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, uh, I hope y'all are having a good day, and I love you all for listening, thank you so much, and I'll talk to you again soon, bye. Hey y'all, this is Angela, the blah blah blonde. It occurred to me yesterday, whenever I was hangry about something that was really stupid, but something that I should have known better about, is that you really, really, truly can only depend on yourself. I mean, and it really is just given the situation, in any given situation that, that, you know, some people may be available and, and, but it's never the people that you would think that would be available for you, you know? It's like, I don't know. And I really feel like it's just better to just rely on yourself because, <clears throat> you know, I know what my what my capabilities are or whatever and whether or not I can achieve things that I need to achieve or not, you know. And, 
yes, I have a lot, 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 lot of resources, but sometimes it's more about, you know, not necessarily what resources I have, <clears throat> but what kind of solution I can come up with on my own, you know, and so a lot of times that's just something that needs to be done, and um, like I said, I do have, I do have a support system, I do have a support system, and um, <clears throat> my support system is is pretty good most of the time, but it's not, you know, nothing's going to be 100%. So, you know, with that, bearing, bearing that in mind, sorry, y'all, I'm having a coughing fit. <clears throat> bearing that in mind, um, I mean, I think the best course of action for anybody to learn is how to make it on your own because, and don't get me wrong, everybody needs some kind of help sometime. I get that. But, you know, I feel like I've, I'm done, I've done pretty well with being, for the most part, self-sufficient. Not completely, but, you know, I'm pretty, I'm a lot closer than I was, that's for sure. So, you know, uh, <clears throat> I mean, that's saying a lot, especially for me, because, you know, all my life, you know, I told y'all I was a princess growing up, and I've always had someone to take care of me, and whether it be friends or otherwise or boyfriends or husbands or family members or there's just all I've never I've never really had to do anything on my own and that's the truth and I'll, I, I'll own that it's as horrible as it sounds I will own that because that's on me you know and <clears throat> I mean sure whenever you're young enough to where you're you're dependent on your parents somewhat or whatever Sorry, sorry, that one was huge. But this, it's kind of drizzly, rainy uh, where I'm at, and that weather makes me sleepy. So I'm sorry I'm yawning. <clears throat> but you know, at some point in 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 your life, in my life, I needed to step up, and unfortunately, I really never did. Um, uh, you know, I mean, I raised my kids, yes, but I had help. You know, I mean, like we were able to live, stay in my dad's house, you know, and, and they, so that they didn't have to move and change schools and all that. And my dad didn't have to worry about us being out on the streets or whatever. And, you know, I mean, when my mom was still alive, she wanted everybody under one roof. I mean, I've told y'all she built, um, built a room <clears throat> and an office to, uh, to, uh, for me and my family to come back and live with her me and my husband and two kids so <clears throat> you know you can see how how i have come to rely on things that were you know i mean i just never had to worry about stuff and i really you know right and at this point now i don't i don't worry about a whole lot because i give uh, almost everything if not everything to God because that's really all that I can do you know and so I mean in order for me to to make it through the day I don't stress about stuff because I know that God's got me and that doesn't mean that I don't work still and you know but make a budget and you know all of that but but <clears throat> at the end of the day you know I put it all on God and you know here I am um I never really I never really used to put stuff on God 
because I always thought that he had bigger things to worry about. But I have since learned that, you know, if it's something that, that is causing me to not have peace, then that's something that I need to give to God because that's what he's here. One of the reasons he's here is to carry my burdens or whatever. I don't, I don't know what the scripture is that goes with that, but, um, you know, like nothing is too, too big for him. And I've learned that, you know, throughout the years, it took me a while, but I did, I have learned it. So, um, I'm proud of that for sure. Uh, <clears throat> But, you know, the main main thing is, is that you can always have a, a backup plan or a plan B or, you know, a secondary and tertiary support and, you know, know whenever it's in place and when, when you need it and when you don't. But, you know, first and foremost, you got to be able to, to handle yourself. You know, you got to be able, it's your life. So in in any event, whether if you like how it's going or if you don't, you know you're you're the only one that can change that, and and the change like that can be very scary. Believe me, I get it. But I can tell y'all that once you do it, man, you'd be so proud of yourself, so proud of yourself, and I mean crazy proud of yourself, and. And it's such an accomplishment, and it's such an achievement, and it's just like, wow, I never thought I could do this. What else did I think that I couldn't do, but I could try, you know? And so, it, and it really does become kind of like the sky's the limit thing. You, you're unstoppable, I mean, you know? And even if you hear no's along the way, everybody's heard no's along the way. There has to be the balance. It has to be the yin and the yang, up and the down, yes and the no, you know? Because if you don't have one, you can't appreciate the other. And um, and I believe in that wholeheartedly. I mean, I've seen that in action. So, you know, I've had some extremely low lows, but I've also had some really good highs, too. Um, and nobody's life is perfect. Everybody's got something that they're carrying along with them. Everybody's got baggage. Everybody's got something, you know. Nobody's life is perfect. So, you know, your struggles, your struggles may be tremendous in your eyes, and that's okay, but, you know, it's, it, when it, it becomes not okay whenever you take it out on someone else that you don't even know, or someone that you do know, you know, instead of understanding, hey, we all are going through stuff, and, you know, um, I don't know, I think that just comes back to your character and being able to take care of yourself, you know, hurt people hurt people. And so if you, you know, the more healing that you can do and the more healing that you can get, the more world tolerant you probably will become, um, you know, probably not all the time, but you'll definitely, you'll definitely feel different because you are different. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but, uh, I don't remember where I was going with that, but, but Oh, I need to welcome Sweden to the show. Uh, Sweden is in the house. Now I have got 11 countries that are listening. So, hello to everyone. Um, that's a lot of people that all over the world. And that's crazy to me. But I appreciate every one of you listening. Every single one of you. Um, tell your friends to, to listen on Spotify because I have 61 followers. But I need to get 100. And then I can start doing some 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 really cool things so 
Uh, I'm not sure what they all are, but I just know that at 100 followers, I have more uh, options to do stuff. So, um, so tell, spread the word. Spread, spread, spread the word, please. Definitely do that um, because I... I need the followers. <laughs> I've been at, oh no, I have 62. I've been stuck, I was stuck at 60 for a while, and now I'm at 62, so, um, but yeah, just, uh, you know, anything that you can do on your own that that is something that you'll be proud of, do it. Try it, and you know, because here's, here's the other thing, the flip side of that is, is that if you try it and no one knows about it and you fail, then who cares? You know, you, that just makes means that you try harder. You, you know, sometimes you have to be your own cheerleader. Sometimes you have to toot your own horn and, and, you know, walk yourself through the failures or not really failures, but walk yourself through the rejections or the no's or, or, you know, try again next time or whatever. You know, sometimes you just have to do that. And, and and the most important part of that is that you should be able to do that. You need to know how to do that. That's one of your tools in your toolbox. And it's a pretty big one because, you know, at the end of the day, the voice inside your head, no matter where it's coming from, is your voice. And the devil can be saying all kinds of crazy mess and it sounds like your voice. So, you know, that must be the truth, but it's not. It's absolutely not. So... You know, you your your toolbox should start off with definitely a way to talk yourself down off the ledge, a way to bring yourself down from anxiety. You know, breathing breathing uh, exercises, grounding exercises, or distraction. Distraction works really well for me, especially since I have ADHD. But you know, if if I can't go to sleep and my vo the voice in my head is just pounding me and and it's horrible then I will just get up and do something different. <clears throat> I won't sit there and try to try to sleep with all that going on in my head. I will just get up and, and do anything. Get a drink of water. Go to the bathroom, you know, like anything. Get on my phone and play games or whatever. And I mean, just anything. Just anything that will distract you from what's going on. Listen to a book or read a book or listen to music. You know, just something that's going to get you out of your own head at that moment. That's what the breathing and grounding exercises will do also. But in the beginning, distraction was my best bet. Because I wasn't exactly, I hadn't tuned in fully to the breathing and the grounding exercises and the meditation and all that. It took a while for me to latch on to all that. So the distraction method was, was top notch. It was spot on for me. And, you know, so... <clears throat> That one may be your baby step into the, you know, the grounding and the breathing and all that. And, the, you know, <clears throat> when you're full on blown, full on having a full blown panic attack out in public somewhere is not the time to practice new stuff. You have to practice it when you're home in the little things so that it becomes second nature to you when you need it the most. And so, you know, go on the internet, look up grounding techniques, look up breathing uh, exercises, you know. And, and things like that because it's, I mean, there's so many different ones and you just have to pick the one that suits you best. Um, one of the grounding exercises is uh, talk to yourself in your head. Okay, hair, relax. Eyes, relax. Nose, relax. Mouth, relax. You know, and you just go through all the body parts from head to toe or toe to head, whatever. 
until you and, and, and do it however many times you need to because that's what it's for um, and the breathing techniques are you know like breathe in through your mouth out or in through your nose out through your mouth then in through your mouth out through your nose you know kind of thing where you're you have to be mindful of which way you're breathing it because it's the opposite each time and you know stuff like that so I mean just you know just just a few things that you can you can practice at home before you get into crunch time and you're you're at a even more panicked because you don't know how to do your exercise correctly or you don't feel like you can do it or you don't know it or you haven't tr practiced it or whatever the case may be you know so um anyways that's pretty much all i have to talk about right now so i will talk to y'all again soon i love you all for listening thank you so much thank you thank you thank you and have a great day bye Hey y'all, it's Angela the blah blah blah. And, um, coming to you, uh, leaving a Halloween party slash wedding reception for my best friend's daughter, who she was the first baby in our little group, so she was our all of our first baby. Um, but yeah, it's it was an interesting event. Um, I saw uh, my best friend's brother, who I had some. We never really dated, dated. We just kind of used to make out. Um, and he's still adorable. And I still would want to be in his life. But whatever. Um, and then my ex showed up. My, my ex-boyfriend from high school. The one who I talked to y'all about that um, is such an alcoholic that it's just... It's not even safe anymore, you know, for him to... I don't know how he, he's killing himself basically he's he's killing himself absolutely and I just don't know I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen to him because it's it's that serious but he doesn't even think that he has a problem so you know admitting it is the first step and that's a big one but apparent according to my best friend she's telling me oh yeah he's still so obsessed with you why is he obsessed with me well then he cornered me and wanted to talk about what happened on our 17th birthday because we had a party at my friend's, my best friend's apartment. He didn't show up till like midnight, uh, and it was our first birthday part birthday to spend together as a couple. We had spent our 16th birthday together, but not as a couple. So it was our first birthday to spend together as a couple. I got super drunk, jumped in the swimming pool, and got everybody riled up and mad at him. And by the time he got there, everybody wanted to fight him. So. But, I mean, we were 17. That was almost 40 years ago. Seriously, almost 40 years ago. So, I just told him, I'm like, dude, let it go. He was like, yeah, I guess I'm having a hard time doing that. I see that. <laughs> Come on, man. Seriously? Like, and then he was asking me stuff about Taylor, which is fine. And he was like, are you okay? Can you talk about this? I mean, I don't know. It just feels weird because it's like he and I have talked about so much stuff that he doesn't even remember lately and so I mean you know I, I try to be patient I really do because I know it's the alcohol but it's really 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 hard to have patience with someone who doesn't remember the same conversations that you have every time you see each other you know and it's like uh, he doesn't think he's an alcoholic so that's just I know for some reason and they were doing shots at the party and he was like I can't do shots I can't do shots and I'm just drinking beer you know, well, you probably shouldn't even be drinking beer because he got there and he was already messed up. You know, like, I don't know. I just worry about that guy. I mean, I really do. I don't, 
I don't want anything bad to happen to him, but I can't be responsible for him anymore, you know? Like, I can't do it. Um, I mean, I took on a lot with him the whole time we were together. We were together for about five years through high school and uh, college, you know? And it's like, I love him. I will always, 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 always love him because he was my first love, my very first love. I thought we were going to get married, you know, and, and he'll always be a part of my life, but it just may have to be from a distance because I can't do it. Like, I mean, he was, he was so gracious and so, so awesome by letting me, you know, live at his house for six months after Taylor died because I didn't have anywhere to go. And I greatly appreciate that more than he'll ever know or remember to know. But I just, I can't do it. I can't sit and watch him kill himself. That's why I wasn't hanging around with my best friend before she went to the hospital and, you know, stopped drinking. Because she was killing herself and she wasn't fun to be around. And he isn't either after a certain point. You know, I've never been, alcohol's never been my problem. But I grew up in, in every household I grew up in had alcoholics. From my, my papa to my biological dad to my stepdad to everybody in my, on my mom's side of the family except for like my mom. You know, and I mean, it's just like, I can't do it. I mean, I've dealt with that my whole entire freaking life. And I choose to not do it now, you know, and, and that's my prerogative. And it just makes me sad. It breaks, breaks, breaks my heart because I know it's not going to end well. And I, he really is a great guy, but that drinking, it, it will take that out of you. You know, I mean, it just will. And. I don't know. I just, I don't even know. I don't even know what to think or say or, I, I, I don't know. I really don't. But, I mean, I've, now I kind of feel bad for just kind of leaving and blowing him off. But I was cold <laughs> and my feet hurt and I was just ready to go. And, I mean, I don't really know what to say to him because it makes me so mad. I just want to scream at him to get his life together because, I mean he could be so much more, you know, and, and I know I sound like every other person that he's involved with an addict or an alcoholic, but it's true. I just, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about all that, but, um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, so today that Matthew Perry from friends, uh, was, found in his jacuzzi uh, non-responsive and he actually drowned and they are thinking that it was a heart attack and that's the reason why he drowned but he wasn't he wasn't there wasn't any signs of any drugs or alcohol or anything like that around and so they're just thinking that he had a heart attack um but you know I posted something on Facebook and one of my friends automatically I mean she immediately went to oh it's just so sad I you know too bad he couldn't couldn't have gotten his life together but it was like bitch how far behind on the news are you he's got his life together he's sober he's clean he's not he didn't relapse he had a heart attack i mean he just was doing interviews for something and he did his memoir i mean come on you know it just stuff like that just makes me angry because it's like and she's an alcoholic but it's like people automatically just assume that because you've had a problem before yeah that must be what's going on now you know and it's absolutely not but i will tell you this as an addict and i'm sure alcoholics too uh always you know uh what do you call it we we put our bodies through hell i mean absolute complete hell we put our bodies through hell 
And so it's not a surprise whenever you get clean and sober that you start having health problems. It's not. I am very, 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 very blessed and lucky because I don't have any that I didn't have when I was born. Um, I don't know how. Um, I've got a really strong heart and, um, you know, heart disease runs in my family. And, and I mean, you know, in my addiction, I used to say I was on tour. Well, I was on tour for 40 years. So the better part of 40 years. And we're talking, I mean, if anybody went hardcore, it was always me. So, you know, I, like I said, I'm very blessed and lucky. And I hope that my son will also be the same, you know, that he can come back strong, healthy, health, health wise, you know, and not just mentally, but physically and internally and all that. But, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm just, it just makes me sad for for us as a society because it's just the stigma of being an addict or an alcoholic or you know having mental health issues i just found out that that martin lawrence is bipolar which explains a whole lot of his actions back in the 90s you know like but bless his heart i mean bipolar is nothing to nothing to jack around with it's hardcore it's serious and you know the sooner you can get help for it the better and you know i mean it just may, it reminds me again how I just wish that we could have gotten Taylor the help that she needed. You know, like if I would have known that then what I know now and, you know, and, and we have made progress in the mental health field. We have, but um, we're not all the way there yet. And like I was saying, you know, the stigma around having those issues is that when something goes wrong, people automatically assume, oh, you had a breakdown. Oh, you, you went psycho. Oh, you must have relapsed. Oh, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And that's not the case. And sometimes it is, but it's not always. And I, I don't want anyone thinking, you know, whenever I go, that it was because of some, you know, they don't say something about, oh, you must have started smoking cigarettes again. You know, like if you quit smoking, oh, you must have started smoking cigarettes again. You must have started uh, playing the guitar again. Or, you know, I mean, it's not like, and I know that sounds ridiculously stupid, but that's how stupid that notion is for someone to think. I mean, in my head. You know, so I, I just hate that he's gone. I mean, because he's my age, and and he left such a great legacy, and it's just so sad. I mean, because he just got his life together. You know, like I hate that, and that seems to happen more than than not. And I talked to y'all about that too. You know, it's always when you get your life together and get sober and clean and so on and so forth that. <coughs> <clears throat> you know, you die from a car wreck or whatever. And I guess a lot of times that's only happening with the famous people. I don't know. But that's the only people that, you know, they talk about on the news or TV or whatever. <laughs> so, I just think it's incredibly sad. And I'm glad that that I finally got my life on track. And, you know, if the good Lord sees fit to call me home before I've done what I think I need to do in this world, then then I'm okay with that. You know, I just, I just am okay with that. I mean, I'm not, I've never been scared to die. I mean, I've never been scared to die. The only reason I never completed any suicide attempts was because I didn't want my mom to be the one to find me. And that, that's straight up. I mean, straight up. I did not want her to be the one to find me. But otherwise, it wouldn't have mattered to me a bit. I, um, I mean, I would have done it. I would have done it four different times. So, I mean, but I'm glad that I didn't. But, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even have kids because I would have been gone at 20. 20 was the last time I tried to do it. 
or thought about it or whatever, you know, and planned it and all, everything else. But, you know, I mean, at that time, I, I called my therapist and said, I need help put me in a hospital. And I, I got went to the hospital and I got, uh, got help. So, anyways, I hope you all have a, a great Halloween and, uh, uh, and are enjoying my Texas Rangers in the World Series. I know they didn't do so great in the first game tonight, but that's okay. It's just game one. It's just game one. Anyways, I love you all for listening. Bye.